Thanks for listening to Revenge of the World Podcast, Episode 40, Part B. <laughs> Part 2? Part B? The B-side. We'll see. Uh, you can always edit and flip them. No, I'm, I hardly <laughs> ever... Well, sometimes. Uh, right now, in the room, is Adam Stimpy Jones, Pedro... Rivas. I know, but what is your nickname? What was your Pedro, alias? Pedro Rivas. What was your <laughs> alias? That first story you told. Uh, wasn't it a preacher? Or... Ah, shit. Crunklidge or something like yes. that that you made up? Peter Crunklidge. That's right. <laughs> Deacon Peter Crunklidge, I think. Uh, and last but not least, Eric Eddy is back. Try and say hello into the shittiest mic we have. <laughs> Hey, how's it going? Hey, that's not too bad. Okay, cool. If you get bored, you can turn the mic off. It does have an on-off switch on it. Ah. Don't do that. Then okay. all the listeners will do that, too. <laughs> uh, I'm going to cut this music off. <laughs> I've call. never... Unless... It is pretty long. We could probably do the whole show. <laughs> <just playing laughs> the all right. Are you going to put some cool commercials in between the segments like you've been doing? Uh, maybe. I don't know. What, are you trying to produce the show or something? I just enjoy them. (laughs) Co-produce, co-produce. So, you barely said anything last portion of the episode. Is there anything you're dying to get out? Uh, nothing that's not related to the last show. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Pedro, what's up? It's been a while. It's been a long time, yeah. What, like 20 episodes or something (laughs) like that? Uh... When was that? Like a year ago? Yeah. No. Well, no. Because it's only been a year since I started the show. Oh, that's right. This is the year. Almost. Yep. <laughs> Anniversary. Cool. Um, did you hear Chris Steininger's story? You were in there. You No way you could have heard it. Uh, you got anything new? Any uh, creepy stories you should have told last episode? <laughs> <laughs> Pertaining to the porn shop? or No, just anything. I know you've had some crazy <laughs> shit happening um i have the occasional story pop up every now and then i, I was actually telling uh jess uh about one a while ago um about my time in uh new orleans oh yeah yeah um every time oh well, not every time but the last few times i had gone I, I, something was always kind of popping up um the one in particular i was telling her about was when i had gone to visit the uh an absinthe house oh yeah and we i I went with a buddy of mine and we were um we were just out drinking throughout the day watching titties (laughs) and we had started early in the morning with some bloody marys and then just yeah i went back to the hotel took a nap then hit the streets again and uh drinking and at some point i started drinking a few uh absinthe and uh we were at this bar and i remember he 
he was looking on his phone and he was showing it to the bartender. And uh, <laughs> he's she was, just finger writing. Yeah, this guy's I was like, what, up. what are you, what are you telling her? He's like, I was showing her the strongest shot in the world, <laughs> and that's what we want. Like, oh, oh, I don't God. know if I want that. I was already feeling really, really sick. And then uh, I had hit up the jukebox, and I like to go to the jukebox and to annoy people by playing some of the longest songs. <laughs> yeah. But I feel like I get my money's worth yeah. by doing that. And um, it's probably not the song. I probably ended up picking uh, Heard It Through the Grapevine by <laughs> Credence. But for some reason, when I tell the story, I would say uh, Bad Moon Rising was, was playing. Uh-huh. Uh, so they, get, they bring us these shots. The bartender, she she doesn't have that one, but she says she has one similar. Mm-hmm. She brings them to us, and she joins us, and she just downs it like nothing. Uh, I don't know if she actually took the shot because it tasted like gasoline. It was so... I couldn't even do the whole thing. I had to kind of pause. They took their shots. I kind of hid mine. <laughs> and my friend, he saw it, and he was so drunk, and he goes, What are you doing, man? You didn't finish it? We all clinked our glasses together. You're supposed to finish it. I'm, I'm, I'm working on it. I'm working. And I, I just finished the rest. And as I did, I kind of felt like everything had just kind of z- like circled. Like a blackness just came. <laughs> and then that was it. Oh, wow. And when I, I guess, came to... Uh, I, Is this a Bill Cosby reference? <laughs> <laughs> I, I felt like I was having this dream where I was kind of walking around these hallways um kind of like in the shining with that little kid he's just on his little bike and and i thought i had this dream i was just going around hallways and uh just every i just kept turning down hallways downstairs and at some point i guess i'm in an elevator and i awake from the dream when i'm actually in an elevator and there's this big hulking black man outside of the elevator and he says where are you going and i say i don't know he says will you follow me please and I kind of start to come to, and I realize, oh, he works wherever I am. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he, he beckons me out, and I, I, I come out, and I follow him, and we go to, a, uh, uh, to the front, and there's this, um, this large lady, and she's sitting at the front desk, and she, uh, she's looking at me. She's like, where are you supposed to be, son? And I say, I don't know. And... I start to kind of slowly put together, okay, I'm at my hotel. So I tell her my name. She says, I, I, I can't find you. And then I tell her the name of my friend because I remembered, oh, it's under his name. She, she calls. She claims to call his number. I can't remember the number, but she, she claims she finds the name, calls. No one's picking up. Uh-huh. And then... Because your friend's passed out, probably. My, uh-huh. So then I kind of start to panic a little bit once I'm realizing what's going on, like where I am, how drunk I am, and I'm kind of like, oh, crap, they could call the cops. They could be stalling, and they could have called the cops by now, and I could get, like, a PI or something. Uh So I want to disappear. So once they, she looks at me, and I'm kind of like, so I can't go back upstairs. She's like, "Mm mm-mm. And I look at the other dude, and he he hasn't said a word to me. He's just kind of like, in case I have to be thrown out kind of deal. So I just say, okay, so should I go? And she goes, "Mm -hmm." (laughs) mm-hmm. So I kind of slowly walk out because I'm not sure if I'm, are they really going to let me out? Uh And (laughs) I leave and I walk out and I kind of start wandering around and then I hurt my foot or something and I look down and I realize I don't have any shoes on. (laughs) 
And I'm kind of like, oh, okay. So I have to deal with that. And as I'm walking, I think, oh, I'll just call my friend. And I go through my pockets. And I, don't, I don't have my phone on me. And so I start digging around and I have nothing on me. I don't have my phone, my wallet. Uh, I was wearing glasses at the time. I, I didn't have my glasses. So I, everything was kind of blurry to me at night. And um, so I freaked out a little bit. But I, I didn't. You're basically a homeless person. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> wow. So I'm, I'm walking around and I don't want to lose the hotel. So I kind of keep doing like circulates one way and then circulates the other way uh-huh. around these buildings so I can always come back to the hotel. But because I'm drunk, every time I do it, I run into the same po- uh, pay phones. Uh-huh. Like I run into this one pay phone and I get excited and I run up to it and then there's nothing inside of it. It's just been stripped. And then when I go and do a circulate on the other side of the building, there's another payphone, and I pick it up, and I press the buttons, and nothing's happening. Because I'm thinking, I'll make a collect call, even though I don't know anyone's number, but I, for some reason, it makes sense to me. And I keep doing this, because, you know, I'll go back to the other side, get excited about that payphone, nothing inside of it again. And I do this, I don't know why, throughout the night. Until I eventually, I start getting tired, I'm freaking out, I'm having these thoughts, like, what if she called the hotel, he didn't pick up, what if we got mugged, what if we got kidnapped? I'm checking my head. Did I? Did someone hit me? Why don't I remember anything? What's going on? And uh, <clears throat> so at some point, I'm getting sleepy. And I, I, I kind of go up next to this big truck. There's a couple big like commercial-sized trucks in front of this building. And uh, they're right across from a dumpster. So I kind of sit on the windowsill there for a little bit. And I really want to lie down. So I start unbuttoning my shirt, <laughs> and then I rebutton it incorrectly, uh-huh. and then I tossle my hair a little bit, and I mess up my collar, and I lie by the dumpster. Because <laughs> I figure they could get me for a PI, or it could be like, oh, no, he's homeless. Feel bad for me, leave me alone, keep on going, you know, do nothing. Dude, that's some you know? fucking oh, brilliant. That is, that is, yeah. that is uh, a second tier of... Street knowledge, like survival skills, to right there. Mess yourself up to I look like you're homeless. Kind of blend it. Just I so already... nobody messes with you while you're asleep. I didn't have the shoes already. I had. If anyone wanted to rob me, I like, oh, no money, man. You know, mm-hmm. you know. Um. So I, I got maybe a decent hour of sleep there. I mean, I, I say decent. I I would wake up whenever I thought I heard footsteps, sirens, cars passing, things like that. So I slept as best as I could. And then uh, at some point I woke up, um, it was kind of getting, it was like a dark blue working on a light blue in the sky, so I was trying to think what time it could be. And uh, I started wandering around, trying to work my way back to Were you the, sobering up by then? I actually was sobering up, okay. yeah. Um, I had urinated a couple times in the street. <laughs> and Taking the whole thing, a whole new level. <laughs> I have never been that drunk for that long. You should have had an Academy Award for this. I'm, uh, You're like the Daniel Day-Lewis of drunk people. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm trying to walk back to the hotel, and um, some at some point, someone, I passed up somebody, and I just kind of kept walking because I was trying to my, do my best to avoid people. And um, I hear someone yell, like, hey, like, behind me, maybe half a block, and I get nervous, like, oh, it's a cop. So I keep going, and I hear, hey, you, hey. I'm trying to just keep my head down, keep walking. Then I'm hearing footsteps. <laughs> and uh, they're coming closer. And then they catch up to me, and she's right in front of me. 
And she's like, hey, baby. And I say, hello. <laughs> <laughs> and she says, where you going? And I was like, I don't, I don't know. She says, you know, uh, you want some pussy? And I'm like, oh, thank you. And I don't know what to do. Never the gentleman blocked me. <laughs> and she's like, "Baby, come on, you don't, you don't want some pussy?" And she puts her hand on my crotch. Uh-huh. And I'm still, I'm, I'm not as drunk as I was before, but I'm not sober. I'm just kind of still feeling out of it. So I don't like flinch away or anything when she grabs me. Uh-huh. And uh, she's just kind of this tall black girl. She has these uh, really high shiny boots. And uh, it looks like really straight fake hair and fishnets, stockings. And, it's like um, the black Julia Roberts? She's super skinny. <laughs> she actually looks very pretty. Black chair. <laughs> black chair. <laughs> um, sure is. <laughs> I don't know. Go ahead. She's like, you don't want some pussy, baby? And I tell her, I'm really flattered, but I, I have to decline. <laughs> and... Uh, May I use your phone? <laughs> <laughs> and she kind of pauses. She's like, what? And <laughs> she looks down because she's rubbing me. Uh-huh. I'm doing nothing. I'm just kind of staring at her. And she stops rubbing when she looks down. And she goes, where are your shoes at? <laughs> and she slowly pulls away <laughs> and takes a step back. And I say, can I use your phone? <laughs> and it takes me a moment to kind of realize, like, oh, she's scared. I don't want to scare her. Uh-huh. I really want to use your phone. <laughs> <laughs> and she starts just kind of walking backwards. And, and then she, I guess, until she feels safe enough to turn around completely and walk further down. And down at the end of the block. Are you walking after her at this point? I'm just there. I took maybe a step forward, but I stopped because I see someone at the end of the block. It's a large black woman. And she's walking across. And they're both kind of meeting each other in the middle by uh-huh. this huge uh, Subaru. Uh-huh. And the larger black woman says, what's going on? What happened? And the other woman, she goes, nigga ain't got no shoes. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, what? <laughs> and then they both get in the car. I'm just staring at them now because I'm kind of like still trying to process everything that happened. And uh, they, they get in and they just speed away. And I, I finally walk towards the hotel again, and I'm like, I'm done with this. I can't, you know. I feel like I guess better in my head. I get to the hotel, and as I, I peek through the doorway, I literally kind of peek my head in, like, sideways. <laughs> and I see the other, <laughs> the concierge that had kicked me out previously. Uh-huh. And so my head is sideways like this, and she's right at the edge, and she's looking down at me. And I say, may I come in now? And she goes, mm-mm. <laughs> and so I tell her, okay. I say, look, here's the deal. I was probably drunk when you kicked me out. I feel much better right now. I didn't realize before, I don't have any shoes. I don't have my wallet. I don't have my glasses. I don't have my phone. My friend, he's up there on the third floor in a corner. You know, I, I don't remember the name of the place, but, or, or the, the room number. And basically, I give this speech saying, you know, when I get through it, I say, I'm going to go back outside because you don't want me in here. I'm hoping at some point my friend's going to look for me and I'm just going to wait for him out there. So I guess because I can speak 
coherently now. <laughs> and she's kind of like, wow, this is a desperate situation. <laughs> she doesn't even call. She doesn't look anything up. She just makes a key and gives it to me. Whoa. Yeah, like that. And I was like, what? And so I just take it and so I go went up the elevator. and murdered your friend. <laughs> <laughs> or somebody else in the room. I go through into the room. And my friend, he's passed out on the bed. And I start yelling. I'm like, dude, what's going on? Like, I've been out there. And I, I t- I'm, I'm, like, rambling what I had just gone through. And he's still trying to, he's like, what, what? And then I just go straight to the bed and pass out. Uh-huh. And um, <laughs> in the morning, you you look at your black feet. <laughs> we would have been. We wake up. Ugh, I God. shower. And, uh, and he goes, so you had a crazy dream last night, huh? I go, no, what are you talking about? I go, everything. And I start telling him what had happened. He goes, dude. You you were passed out. So I go to where my socks were on the side and I picked them up. They were tar black with a few holes in them. Complete <laughs> black. Like they were Chris. <laughs> he was horrified. Like, oh my God. What? When we came back and I asked him what happened after the absinthe bar. He goes, well, we, we kind of hobbled back. You know, uh, I went to brush my teeth, came out. You were passed out in the bed. That's it. So you got up. Sometimes I sleepwalk when I'm drunk. Oh shit! Oh, no. I don't really, I don't sleepwalk at all when I'm sober. But for some reason, when I'm drunk, so you woke I, up. I woke the, up in the middle of the night. The worst elevator. possible time you to sleepwalk. Oh, yes. Oh God, wow. that's yeah. crazy, dude. Yeah, that is crazy. And uh, it, one of the worst hangovers I'd ever. I threw up gasoline. It felt like it was just burning. Oh. I'd never felt anything like that since or before. Wow. Yeah. Sounds gross. It was. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> and uh, I've gone back to New Orleans since, but it hasn't been quite like that, thankfully. Well, oh. that's a great story. Uh, you recommended a documentary. <laughs> oh, The Nightmare? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I was like, oh, man. Uh, I, I wasn't sure if you'd like it, but I, I figured Jess might. She did. Just based she did. On she could identify experience. with a lot of those experiences. It's not the greatest let's, documentary, uh, but the, the experiences were interesting. Let's fill in the listener and the two co-hosts what we're talking about. <laughs> uh, Nightmare is a documentary about sleep paralysis, right? Yes. And uh, you guys know anything about it? I know a little bit, but not. I'm no expert on the subject. Well, I, I'm vaguely aware of what it is. Okay. Uh, it's when you wake up, seemingly wake up in the middle of the night, and or is that accurate? Yeah. Or you're going to and sleep, like your and you're and you're can't you move. can't move. Oh, you can't move. Okay. And and you're awake, and then uh, some of these people experience uh, presences, like people it's, coming into the room. That yeah, I've always, whenever I had experienced it, I always kind of gave it the title of the presence. Because there was always something in the room, uh-huh. and I couldn't move. And Show's I, going weird. So it was, uh, <laughs> like like a large pressure pushing me down, and in my mind, it's either that presence that's pushing me down, or something's holding me, and it's on its way, like about to come into my room. And when I did some research on it later, they they actually had a name for it. they. Well, I mean, it's not that far off. They referred to it as the intruder, mm. um, in like, scientific terms. Um, and uh, and so yeah, when I found the uh, documentary, I thought that uh, Jess might like it, just based on her experiences. Right. So the documentary has like six different people 
And there, uh, I just saw you drop in that chair. I, I keep sinking. <laughs> Why don't you switch to that one? You won't. Oh, I didn't realize there's another one. Yeah. <laughs> and we're going to take a pause. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to break for our sponsors. Uh. Cleanup crew was in full effect. We had to fight off some intruders. <laughs> My uh, glass breaking alarm didn't go off for some reason. Uh, where were we? <laughs> uh, somebody was telling a story. Oh, the uh, the sleep thing. Oh yeah, sleep, sleep paralysis. paralysis. Um, so what I know of it is the. Uh, the brain produces this chemical called uh, diethyltryptamine. It's uh, DMT, and whenever your your mind tells your body you're you're going to sleep, it dumps it into your brain, and that's what creates your dreams. So, in this phenomenon, uh, that's what I've heard the cause is. I mean, I don't know for sure because it seems a little different than what the the normal thing is. Cause so, so it's like a really bad acid trip? Pretty much, yeah. That's crazy. Because, I mean, you're dreaming up some entities coming in that are, like, pretty specific. Some from the documentary, they have specific entities. Uh, I think each person is, is kind of different. For me, it's just something's there. Yeah. And I, I never... It's either already there or it's coming. And something's holding me down. It's like the evil uh, dead <laughs> spirit. Yeah. yeah. Um... <laughs> <laughs> but uh, for me, uh, like some of the people in the the film, they see it as something beyond scientific explanation or spiritual or demons. I I don't see it that way at all. Um, the first time it happened to me, I actually I I thought I yeah that I had been visited by a ghost. Uh, oh wow! Yeah, it it freaked me out. I um is terrifying. I remember the next morning I was telling everybody there was a ghost in the <laughs> and I went through a lot of the same things that the that had happened on the, in the documentary, and it was all happening in one one night, the first time it had ever happened. And but just by chance, uh, I had gone to my aunt's house, and she'd had this magazine just sitting on the coffee table, and it was about sleep paralysis. Oh wow! By sheer coincidence. Wow. And right after that, I realized, oh, I wasn't visited by a ghost. I just had some nightmares. Um, but because I'd never experienced anything like that. And the majority, the, a lot of people dream differently. Mm -hmm. I, I, I have a, few, a friend who dreams in black and white. Oh, wow. And she thought everybody dreamt like that until she went to college. Huh. And, um, and I guess a, a professor asked, raise your hand if you dream in black and white. And she realized she was one of the few. Me, I dream in like blurry, like uh, everything's blurry. Mm -hmm. I can't really see that well. So... A lot of times I kind of know I'm dreaming or when I wake up, I recognize it instantly as something I had just dreamt because I couldn't really see anything. 
Um, but when I have these sleep paralysis, everything's crystal clear. Hmm. I can see everything perfectly. Just like you're awake. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Wow. And so it, I feel like I am awake. And that um, now, you know, I recognize whenever I have these kinds of dreams, which is very rare now, uh, I, I instantly recognize, okay, I'm, j- I'm just, I'm stuck in a dream right now. I'm stuck in a dream. So I'll try to tell myself, move your finger, move your finger, move your finger, or move your head. Like, I'll try to just move anything I can. And the whole time our heart's pumping because something's coming or something's already there. And it's, it's just this inexplicable fear that wow. just takes yeah. over. Jesus. Yeah. That is and, a nightmare. And it's once I move, you know, I'm able to finally like move a finger. I it. snap. Yeah. Wow. I'm, I'm, I'm up. And there have been times where it's so intense. I actually, I'll turn the TV on or the light and go back to bed like that. Oh, uh, wow. Other times it was not as intense. And I'll just roll on my side. I figure changing positions, I'll just be fine. And a lot of times I am now. Hmm. Uh, usually I'd have those dreams when I was in stressful kind of situation. The first time I ever had that dream, I'd been on this really long bus ride um, with a girlfriend at the time. And we were in the middle of breaking up. Uh, I was maybe 19. I'd gotten home at around 5 in the morning. And I remember when I went to bed, uh, it started off with a... Um, I woke up because something was in the room, and uh, it was a cat. There was this cat in the dark, I, and it, it, it was on the bed, and I, it, it seemed weird to me, but it wasn't scary, and I was telling it, you know, go away, shoo, shoo. And it was, my hands were under the bed, I was on my back, and it was kind of biting through the blanket on my finger. And um, the cat suddenly, like, looked up, looked behind it, and then jumped over the bed, like something scared it. And when I, tr- I, I got up... And something pushed me back down. And um, I tried to get up, but something, it was just holding me down. And I was having trouble breathing. I was trying to, like, yell, but all I can get out was like, uh, 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 you know. And um, and then suddenly I knew there was something in the room. And then it, I felt it when it started walking on the edge of the bed. And it started walking closer until it was walking on my shins. And in my head, it felt like hooves. And it was Jesus Christ! Yeah. I'm terrified yeah, right this, now. <laughs> this is definitely some October shit, right? Here. Halloween. <laughs> okay. It, it. I was like going crazy in my head, trying to like move anything, and it climbed past my knees. And in my head, I said, "Please, God, help me, help me, help me, God." And then like that, like I, I shot up, threw the blankets off, ran out of the room ran into another room where my aunt and my nephew were sleeping and I jumped into one of the empty beds and she woke up and I told her there's a ghost in the other room and she, she was like no no there's not you're just dreaming and uh, I, I'd had the dream again like two more times later that night but in my head it was visits I was being wow. visited wow. two more times yeah because like one time I, I, I uh, when it happened again I, I'm sleeping right across from her and I can't move and I'm trying to yell her name I see her right there and something's on me and it's just, it's like, I don't know, uh, just wrapping around me, this invisible force until I can spring up again in bed. And I yell at her that, you know, it, it's, it, it got me again. It just got me. I don't, you know, I, I'm, I'm afraid to go back to sleep. And the last one that night is when I heard the phone ring and I get up and I pick up the phone. And when I answered, I said, hello, there's like this kind of static. 
and then something comes out of the phone, something invisible, and it pins me down on the bed (laughs) again. And I I can't, I'm trying to yell at her again. And I shoot up again, you know, like I spring up and see. When I look back at the memory, I'm kind of like, I was dreaming because when I got up that third time, the blanket was over my head. But when I wake up in the morning, I'm telling everyone. I'm in Mexico at the time, so I'm telling everyone. <laughs> like, I, it was a goal. Era una fantasma, you know? <laughs> and, you know, some people are like, oh, that's crazy. But my cousins are were like, oh, yeah, you know, yeah, we believe you. They're like a whole truckload of skeletons went down the other night. You know? <laughs> Something's always happening in small towns uh-huh. in Mexico, you know? Yeah. And, uh, but like I said, you know, later that day, I ran across that magazine about sleep paralysis. And I never, ever, I never had any dream as intense as that first one, um, they, I've had a lot that have been very frightening. Like I said, you know, I'll turn the light back on. I'll, I'll have to go to sleep, you know, like that because they're just so intense. But I don't believe them to be demonic or spiritual or anything like that. It's all in my head because it's like if I was cramming before an exam in college or if I was going through a very stressful time or if I wasn't sleeping enough and you're finally going to sleep. But for some reason, your brain, because you were getting used to this lack of sleep, it messes with you while you're trying to sleep and it gives you these nightmares. Um, so that's, that's how I perceive them. But like I said, I don't really suffer through them as much anymore. Mm-hmm. And not like the people in that film. Some of them, they deal with it on a nightly basis. I can wow. imagine dealing with that. That's fucking yeah, nuts. That's crazy. <laughs> that night sounded like a really terrifying version of a Christmas carol. How, how old were you? I, maybe 19. Wow. Yeah. Mm. Lord have mercy. <laughs> sounds like a Stephen King book. Yeah. Dude, you're a, screw- you're a story writer. Why don't you write that? I think I like telling that story more. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's kind of been written. Some people, you know, I think there's versions of it you can find, like Nightmare on Elm Street. Mm-hmm. You know, um, they use some examples of films. Uh, there was one, uh, I can't remember the one they mentioned. It's not, it's not Dreamscape. That old. Uh, Another one where like their kid gets kidnapped and disappears into some weird dimension, and then the guy has to go to sleep. Little monsters. <laughs> Never ending story. I think they just made a sequel to this movie. I I, I can't remember. It, Phantasm? No. Describe it. Um, the they're uh, when the guy they have to I guess hypnotize this guy to fall asleep, and then he's in this other dimension where these dead people are because he's looking for his kid. Who was dragged into this? Um, Damn, that sounds really familiar. Yeah, and they just made a sequel. And I saw the sequel. The sequel was not that good. Uh, man, I have no idea. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sounds familiar though. I feel like I've heard you guys talk about it on here before. <laughs> oh, shit. But I just can't remember the name. Yeah, hmm. it sounds like a lot of movies. Too. It, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. as I'm describing, I'm like, I feel like I'm describing Poltergeist. <laughs> the little girl, she gets kidnapped into that dimension. Mm-hmm. From the data, I, mean, I, I have sometimes really vivid dreams, but never like being held down. So that would probably freak me out. Yeah, I've woken up from dreams thinking if what I dreamed was real life, not realizing. Yeah, um, I had like one that was lingering. Uh, okay, uh, I'll what? cut that <laughs> long pause out. Um, I've had I've had a a dream while I was. Uh, at a friend's house and I was sleeping on his couch and before he before I even uh he let me go to sleep you know we we called it a night and uh he had to tell me that he had antiques that were haunted 
<laughs> so I don't know if that played a part in Good what night. happened next or not, but uh, I woke up. <laughs> I just uh, I was laying on the couch on my side, and I, I opened my eyes, and right in front of me on the dining table was a candle that was lit. And I was like, why is there a candle lit in front of my face? Because uh, there wasn't a candle there when I went to sleep. So I was like, whatever, and I closed my eyes. And uh, like, whatever. <laughs> well, I didn't know. I didn't know if his mom came in and did something while I was asleep. But uh, so I close my eyes, and I start bouncing <laughs> on the couch like somebody is pushing my body down. So I'm bouncing and bouncing and bouncing, and I'm like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> you know, nobody's in the room, obviously, because every, it's three o'clock in the morning. And uh, so it stops, and I open my eyes, and I see a fucking. The reflection of a face in the uh, entertainment center window. And uh, I close my eyes again. I'm like, fuck. That that was not there. And I opened my eyes and it was gone. Fucking stood up, grabbed my blanket and my pillow and went and uh, laid down on his floor in his room. And uh, he's like, what's, what's going on? I'm like, there's fucking ghosts in there. And I just fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, what? I had to explain the whole thing the next day, but, uh, yeah, I believe it to be a dream. I mean, your mind has chemicals going through it when you're asleep, and that's another thing, the paralysis part, apparently when, when you're asleep, your natural state is to not move, like, that's just the default thing, you know? So, if you're awake, and, and you have, and your brain says you're, you're falling asleep, dumps the DMT, you're still not going to be able to move because your brain thinks you're asleep for some reason. So you're going to hallucinate Somebody some crazy needs to shit. Tell my brain that because <laughs> I toss and turn constantly. Really? And I snore very loudly. Apparently. Well, see, that's another. I think that was another study. If you snore, you're not really asleep, and that's like the reason you're so tired. Could be. I don't know. That's just what I've fucking heard. I just know I have more lucid dreams if I sleep on my back. Really? I've heard that as well. I, it's one of those things. If I, I like dreaming because I always wake up. It's like when I'm in the morning getting ready for work. If I had a real vivid dream, the whole time I'm in the shower, I'm trying to think of everything that was going on in my dream. Like a recap. Well, then, like, you know, you'll be thinking, like, I can't remember. And, like, one little sliver peeks yeah. in. And, yeah. and then it yeah. kind of builds from there. Like, yeah. Because, I like I say, I tried to sleep on my back just so I'll have weird dreams. And they also say, like, the food you eat before bedtime. Yeah. I, I don't ever, like, remember nightmares. Like, if I wake up, like, in a jolt, I never remember it, ever. Uh, but I, I definitely remember some really vivid, strange dreams that hmm. uh, I always get from time to time. And they always, like, evoke some kind of, like, strong emotion one way or another. Like, a, one, of, one of them I had was, like, extremely depressing. And I'm talking not even, like... Feasible. It was like the a very convoluted movie plot, but uh, it was just one of those things where I woke up and I was like, "Oh man!" <laughs> it's like the dancer in the dark. It's just really, plot really movie. depressing. Uh, either that, or they're just really strange. The only ones I remember. I went blind, and they sentenced me to death. Uh, I had a dream that was so strange to me that it it just like baffled me. For the whole day when I woke up, uh, I dreamt that I did an entire one-hour stand-up comedy set 
like in front of a not a like a, in front of a theater. Yeah, in front of a theater of people. Start to finish, I could remember when I woke up, I was like those were real jokes. They that weren't that good, but they were real jokes. Like I it was a start you just wrote them in your mind. It's your Gabriel Dieter and I came out and fucking told all my jokes for an hour, got off stage and then woke up. Did you write any of it now? No, I couldn't I couldn't remember anything. Uh. But I I realized, you know, those were real jokes in my mind. But the thing is, when I woke up, I was fucking exhausted. Like, mentally exhausted. Like, my brain was doing, like, calculations I I, I should have no ability to do. I had a dream that I was in a band. And, uh-huh. like, it was, like, the best song I've ever heard in my life. And when I woke up, same thing. I couldn't remember any of it. But in the dream, like, this is awesome. You woke up and you had calluses <laughs> on your fingers. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> um good show guys i think we should uh cut it short take another break cut it out oh god <laughs> wow we'll see uh reference. uncle joey uh we'll i don't know we'll come back with somebody i'm sure bye <laughs> Your face.